Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, good evening. And welcome to the Chels. Good Lord, here we are, all of us, happy as can be. Light streaming in from outside, points rushing in from all games that we play. And to go through this wonderful last week of Chelsea football, it's Mr Andy Saunders. Why are you speaking like that? I don't know, I feel, feel the joys of spring upon me. You're quite posh, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that. You, it's know, actually... you know, Kerry's privately educated. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. a very posh school. That's why I'm able to complete sentences. He was born and brought up in Kensington, you know. <laughs> well, well, kind least... of moved out to Richmond, technically, yeah. at a young age. But you were born, in, you were born in Chelsea, weren't you? Yeah. Was you, where were you born? Notting Hill. Right. But were you actually born in the hospital? In the, or I was no? just born in the street. <laughs> where were you actually <laughs> just born? Just next to a rag and bone I've known you for 30 years. I don't know this. How, 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 where were you born? Well, ended, we lived in Notting Hill and I was born in Queen Mary's. Okay, right. So, so there You're you proper Yeah, I'm proper chill. You qualify. I qualify. Where were you born, Jeff? I was born in uh, Essex. Oh, sorry, uh, this is... Can we just say... Oh, sorry, did we not introduce you, No, we did not, because you're so... random bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Some random blokes joined us. A random bloke called Jeff. It's not, it's Jeff Whiting. Well-known entrepreneur, comedian, star, and, well... Entrepreneur? Oh, Oh, I run comedy clubs and... Like oh, I see, right. Oh, you see, he jumps down. He's like, what do you... Comedy industry, so, yeah. so not so much an entrepreneur as an impresario. And, yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. fair oh, enough. If you want to... Yeah. Sorry, my education let well, me down. Entrepreneur suggests somebody who kind of makes stuff and does stuff, and you facilitate More, things. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah, impresario. Sorry, that Jeff. Good. That's fine. Where were you no. born? Uh, <laughs> I was born in Goodmaze, Essex. I was born in uh, in Essex. I was born in Barking. Oh, well, oh, this yeah, is so all taken... So Goodmaze is about a mile away from Barking, isn't it? not far away. So I lived in Goodmaze for years. Yeah, I lived. I lived in Green Lanes. Yeah, well, I was brought up there as a 
Ashkin and then moved out to, then moved up towards Tottenham although but I was already a Chelsea fan by then fortunately yeah me too and then and then my parents moved out to Surrey more your neck of the woods you know the posh part well, so I was born in, in, in Barking and Dagenham lived in Goodmaze just off Greenlands and uh, yeah. Linnet Road in fact and then we moved uh, down to Kent so yeah. but uh, all my family had died in the war West Ham because obviously Chadwell yeah, Hilf is like five minutes from Goodmaze yeah of course well my granddad uh, lived up by West Ham Stadium then Upton Park then but I, I, I was a Chelsea fan because my dad was and I stuck with the family. Yeah. So we're the, we're the blue blue sheep of the family. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Haven't you two done well to escape? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> very proud. Anyway. Very proud of we you. We didn't go to private school, did we, Jeff? No, no. no. Oh, you'd never have guessed. State school. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Andy, I, I have to say, you've been talking about the past and things. You've been recording or showing a lot of your past to the world on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, no, I've lost you? a huge amount of followers. <laughs> <laughs> What I love it is all those brilliant photos of you with what's that band? Super Andy's Animals. Super Furry Animals. The Super Andy's oh, yeah. Animals, because it's the photos of you in the middle of them taking over their photo shoots. Well, I was a publicist for years. Yeah. And, and so whenever they. Look, the thing is, when you're. Because my background is music industry, and, and, and I used to be a publicist for bands, and bands would always turn around and go, oh, so boring doing photo shoots. And I'm like, lads. Do you think doing a photo shoot is boring as watching you do a photo <laughs> shoot? Because that's really boring. And so uh, most of the photo shoots, I would do a, you know, the equivalent of a selfie in those days with them. And, and so I've got lots of photos. But photos that he's talking about is this band Super Fairy Animals. We thought it would be a wheeze to buy them a tank. <laughs> like a fully operational tank and, like, and, and, and brand it Super Furry Operational. Uh, and you could drive it and shoot it and everything. We didn't shoot it, but we drove it around and stuff. We actually drove it to the Reading Festival, kitted it out with a, with a sound system and, and played dance music. But we, we were driving it around in this uh, field. And in fact, Don Henley from the Eagles ended up buying it for, really? his, for his tank collection. So that's the story. But there's loads of photos like that where I look quite young and quite skinny, um, neither yeah, of which yeah. I am now. And quite out of control in some of them. Quite out of control, yeah. So, it's what uh, I did, though, before I did this. I played in bands is what I did before I did comedy. Yeah. Were you in any bands that we would know of? No. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> I, was in bands, I was in bands that did photo shoots, but... Yeah. Were you signed to any limited, you, yeah, I was signed, yeah. We had a few. So we, had a, we had a hit record in Germany. We are number six in Germany in 1988. God, it's hard to believe. Yeah, we went over to Germany. Did, How did we, it go? A band oh, called Jim Jiminy. We went over to Germany. We were number six in the German charts. Nowhere over here. Have you still got a fan base over there when you go over there? We've got, a, uh, we got, we've got about 500 Facebook followers still. Right. That's it, really. Probably make a living off of that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time to do the I'm live album. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, 500 people in Germany. It depends what they all do, I guess. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so follow me on Twitter and Facebook if you want to see, uh, not Facebook, Instagram. Don't Instagram. Do Facebook. Yeah, they, they if, are, if they're really funny. If you want to see funny. mad photos of people. I'd love to, I'll go and look at those. Yeah, there's yeah. one really great one of them around the tank. It looks like they're trying to kick your head in. They probably were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go yeah. and look at all those because yeah. that was my thing for Rip a period, the old yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's so, when you became true rock and roll excess tanks and, and most of them we wear in my Chelsea shirt so I've got loads of, of those old Coors shirts and stuff yeah, like yeah, and yeah. old Chelsea hat you know I go to these well, foreign countries Nevin was into his music wasn't he yeah absolutely well, well yeah, yeah. And, and David Lee was a really good mate of mine yeah. and, and, and uh, you know old, old John, John Spence I took yeah, him to yeah. the Brits one year oh there's that great photo of you Spenny David Lee and your kids yeah Absolutely, and, and we took uh, John Spencer to the Brits one year, got very drunk, danced on the table to the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> we Johnny Spencer, and we took them all to Nebworth, actually. Took the whole team to, uh, to uh, Oasis at Nebworth, oh. and I was working with them, and... Um, I've told this story on this podcast before, but took the okay, whole, we took the whole team, tea, those and there it. was a uh, uh, and there was a reserve game the next day, and lots of them were playing in the reserve game. They lost nine <laughs> nil. 
got, abso- nice. got absolutely hammered. But uh, there you go. Yes. Uh, happy days. Talking of which, those shirts, did you like those old cause shirts? At the time. It's weird, but looking back at it, do, do it's you the, think... It's the yellow in it that looked a bit weird. The, they the, were the, massive. The, yeah, yeah, They yeah, were yeah. like really yeah. billowy, sort of blues-on kind of yeah. style shirts. They were baggy, they? man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but anyway, okay, present day. I suppose we should talk about the game we've just played, which was... Brighton. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and midweek. You know what the weird thing about that game was? I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Which is, you know, a rarity rare. this season. I did as well. Yeah, it was quite rare. an enjoyable game. I mean, it was nice to see... The kids, you know, we had both Christensen, Rob, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Callum Hudson-Odoi all starting, great, yeah. which was great. So Kepper in goal, Azpilicueta, Christensen, Louise and Emerson coming in for uh, Alonso. Uh, yeah. Kante, Jorginho and Ruben Loftus-Cheek in midfield with uh, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Hazard flanking Giroud. Yeah. So, thought- you know, I saw the team and thought, well, that'd be, fa-. you know, we'll see Callum Hudson-Odoi's premiership debut. That'll be nice. And actually, yeah, it was really, great to see that. Really enjoyable team. You know, it we was- actually were some end product. There was, yeah. you know, some intensity. Everybody looked like they were enjoying themselves. You know, it was a convincing win. It was a good vibe. I, mean, good. I was over that side. I was West Stand Lower, so I was the side where Hudson and Doy, uh, you know, crossed for uh, Giroud. Nice put in the top corner. Uh, I was that side of the pitch, so it was quite nice to see Doy coming down that flank in the first half. You know, seeing close up. So I was, I was very good. It was nice to finish his first full debut, wasn't it? And he yeah. played the full ninety minutes as well. Yeah, he did, and he, I, I thought he was excellent. You still think he's going to stay? Oh, yeah, I've got. Look, we are seeing signs. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. For me. We're in this very interesting phase. You know, we've got a manager that fans either abhor one minute and then put up with the next. Haven't yet really grown to love other in the first first nine games of the season. So he's in a strange situation. And I think the only way that he has to go forward properly with this team is to be seen, especially if this transfer ban comes in, that he develops these youngsters. Yeah. You know, otherwise they're all going to go. And then I don't know what we're left with. He so, won't, though. So he won't what? He won't develop the youngsters. You don't think so? No. You think this is a one-off, just letting them out against Brighton? I think he'll play them like he has done. He'll play them sporadically. I can't see... I can't see them playing tonight. I think he'll revert to tight tonight against West Ham. It'll be Kovacic coming back in. We'll see William, possibly Pedro. possibly William and Pedro up front. I mean, it'll be the same old, same old. I, mean, I don't think that he has it in his DNA to, you know, to really take a chance on youth over the long term. And maybe I'm wrong. We, you weren't on the podcast last week, but we discussed at length this idea of can Sarri rescue the relationship with the fans? And I think the conclusion we came to was it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. But I don't think that, you know, unless something remarkable happens. Yeah. I think you're um, right. Which is probably right, which is to play the youth and to bring some through and to have some success playing free-flowing attacking football but I don't think he will I just don't think he's that type of manager Uh, I I think it's interesting for me I think what you saw okay you've always argued the point that the youngsters have to prove they're worth their good enough they're good enough yeah exactly what I would suggest is that what we've seen from Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi, and now we've seen it in a Premiership game, okay, against one that's concentrating on their semi-final appearance. What you've seen was Loftus-Cheek turning a pretty damn masterclass performance in midfield against the side that, okay, may have their eyes elsewhere. No, but still, you know, you can play what's in front of you. Absolutely. And also, for me, Hudson-Odoi showed that out of all those players that we've got that can play in these positions, he's the only one whose first thought is how to get round the outside of a player and cross in from the byline. And he hits it early. And I think we've we've said that many times on the podcast. You know, nobody hits the ball earlier than Hudson-Odoi. It's like he's passed you and he's hit it. There's no dilly-dallying on the ball. If you've got a criticism of someone like, for example, Ross Barkley, he's not someone who hits the ball early. He needs too many touches. Uh, 
Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, the doubt about Ruben Loftus-Cheek has always been about stamina, whether he can do 90 minutes, whether he can concentrate, whether he can deliver for 90 minutes. I think that's been proven now. I think he can do that. Still slight injury worries about him and, you know, he's a big lad, a big unit. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's things to injure. Um, but Callum Hudson-Odoi, I mean, Sarri has come out in recent times and said he's ready. So, you I, know, I, we need... I hope now, he stays. Well, now, we, hope he now stays. we need to see Sarri kind of backing up that statement yeah. if he's ready by playing him. The only way he's going to stay is if the club can convince him he's going to play and we put an astonishing amount of money on the table. Mm. And I think that, you know, that's the only way he's going to stay. Let's not forget, he put in a transfer request. Yeah. He is serious about leaving if he doesn't get this. And, and you know, we can't assume that he's going to stay because we've played him in a couple of B games. You mm. know, he needs to play a lot. And I, my general feeling is, I think he's gone. And I think Hazard's gone as well. I think they're yeah, both gone. That's, I think that's really bad. I mean, Hazard's bad enough by himself, but if Hudson Adore, I think he's the... The guy, as you say, he takes people on. He, he just and he's got that pace to just, just, just get past someone and get across in, you know. Which Williams, Williams, very good with the ball, but he doesn't quite do that. Not, not the way Hudson Odoi does, as you say. He doesn't frighten players. <clears throat> no, Hudson Odoi does frighten players, pay, doesn't he? Pay, when you see a fullback fright- playing against Hudson Odoi, they yeah. raw, like- raw pace and trickery frightens players. That's why. That's why everybody's terrified of Hazard. You know, he's got that, yeah. he's got those afterburners, and 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 Hudson Odoi has as well. And he's got goals. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hudson Odoi has been involved in in nine goals yes. in his last nine starts, it's four amazing. assists and five goals. I mean, that's. Pretty decent stats for you know the beginning of a career. Yeah, I mean it is, and, and it, again, I, I I guess look, the one thing I was saying to you, Jeff, before we came on, that uh, what makes me laugh is when people say, "Oh, the board really needs to get to grips with this. The board needs to sort this out." There is no board. There's Roman Abramovich. He makes every decision. So, and where's he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this this is the big question. Um, fundamentally. I don't know if the club knows what it's doing next year as a club anyway. I, I don't think so either. I think we're in a, we've got a crisis of confidence. I think we've got a crisis of leadership. I don't think we have an identity um, as a club. I think on the pitch there's an identity, but it's not an identity we particularly want. Pass, 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 concede, lose. Yeah. You know, we don't particularly want that identity. No. Um, you know, everybody's very frustrated with the style of play at the moment. Um, you know, I think all round we are in... A, a, a sort of malaise. I wouldn't call it a crisis because you can't be vying for no. the top four and in the you know heading towards the final of the Europa League and, and having reached the, the you know the final of a domestic cup and call it a crisis. I don't think we are, but I think we're in a we're in a dip and yeah. we're at we're at a, we're at a junction we're, and we need to, we need to know whether we're going to turn left or right. Compared with some previous areas, we're a bit directionless compared with some areas, aren't we? Slightly, you know, in terms of no, not I think, being I think quite we sure. are directionless. Yeah. We have an owner yeah. that isn't engaged, and that's no criticism of Roman Abramovich. You know, I think Roman Abramovich has earned our respect over the, you know, the 15 years that he has, you know, absolutely revolutionised our football club and revolutionised English football. I think, yeah. you know, you can't do anything but respect what he's done for the football club. But it's a sad fact that after this visa issue, he has become disengaged from the club. And yeah. you know, I wonder what the future is without an engaged Roman Abramovich. You know, and whether he sells the club to somebody who does come in and want to stamp their their imprint and their and their vision on the club. You know, maybe that might be a good thing. It I don't might know. Be. Yeah. I don't know. I say, you know, at the moment. I think that you've got Marina, you know, heading up football matters, who yeah. seems a little bit of a lost soul in, you know, mm. without any real backing. Mm. You've got a manager who, let's be honest, it, under any other Abramovich era would have been whacked before Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, who's kind of staggering on at the moment. You've got fans who are completely, you know, disinterested. There were th- just over 38,000 at that game yeah. uh, on Wednesday, which is pathetic considering the, you know, the level of club we're at. You yeah. know, when Tottenham are opening a 65,000 seat stadium, we can't even put 38,000 on a Wednesday night to watch Brighton. It's like, yeah. I think that's a sad, and I don't blame 
blame the fans for that because the fans are, you know, are voting with their feet. I don't blame them for not wanting to watch that stuff. And I actually said on Twitter, you know, this was a game for the, you know, the hopelessly deluded and, and, and hopelessly addicted, you know, because you wouldn't come to this for your Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening pleasure. You know, not when you've got line of duty to catch up on, you know. It's like, let's be honest, it's like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the great social and leisure... Cho- anyway, I'm rambling on a bit now, but these are things I've said before. I just think that, you know, the, the issue that we've got at the moment is, is having somebody grab hold of the football club and say, this is what we are, this is how we're going to achieve who, who, it. Who do you think the fans want? As a manager, I don't. It, the fans it, want Frank. Yes, yeah. I think they do. Whether, 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 that's why I was wondering. That's what I thought. But yeah, whether Frank is the right man or not, I don't know. The, you know, the argument we had again last week was about whether it's too early for Frank. You know, I think he's probably the right guy. Whether he's the right guy now, that's the question. I, I would think the, the one thing you would say, the one thing you learn about Frank Lampard in all his time at Chelsea, whenever you see him in interviews, whenever he does anything, he's thoughtful. He will know when it's the right time to do it. He is just definitely one of those people who will just do what is right at the right time. Yeah. And I think... He does do the right thing, doesn't he, at the right time? Well, yeah, I mean, look at him. You know, he... But, 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 he but used, those racist yeah, fans yeah. in that racist fan yeah, but, the other day. You know, I mean, that was fantastic. When was the last time you saw a manager do that? No, I thought Point it was... A, I, I thought it was, you know, very much in character as well. You know, you're right. He does the right He's, thing. Yeah, he comes over that way. But are you saying, though, Gary, you think that if they offered it to him next season and he thought it was too early for him he wouldn't take it yeah I think that's abs- I think he's I think he's no fool remember what happened when he got offered the derby job everyone said ooh that's a bit risky don't know if he should be doing that don't know but he obviously made his mind up got his little team around him took Jody yeah, with him yeah. and and when this is going to be a perfect learning place for me I was very fortunate and, and privileged to meet Frank Lampard just before Christmas at a, 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 an event and I got chatting to him and he was very um, generous with his time and I said to him how are you finding management and he said you have no idea how full on and intense it is as a player everything is done for you yep. you turn up you do your job with the manager everything's on you he said I found that an incredible learning curve so yeah. I, I don't know where he is four or five months after I've had that conversation with him whether whether he's kind of found a rhythm for that but I got yeah. the sense at the time that there was a huge amount to learn and if yeah. he was going to make that step up to the elite level which undoubtedly it is with Chelsea oh, of course. you know whether he would want a little bit more learning under his belt Another before, year, before he did that because you know one thing Frank Lampard has never done in his career has failed you know, and I think that he's not a player. <laughs> sorry, not a, not a person that sets himself up for failure. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think although the fans would love the the you know the the, the banner of Frank Lampard to come in, you know the talisman of element of it. Yeah. You know, and I would as well. I think it would give us all a lift. Long term, is that the right? Psychologically, solution? it would. But yeah. I don't know whether he has the you know whether he has the just the hardened managerial mentality mm-hmm. to cope with the intense pressure that would come with the Chelsea job. And also, the one thing you know is if you come to Chelsea as manager, at some point you will be sacked. Yeah. So then you have to work out, how does that affect my relationship with the club, with the, with the fans down the line? You know, because it, that's a, a very strange place to be. If you're a legend, come back... You do well for a few years. At some point, you'll get the boot. We've had, we've had Chelsea players come back and manage us in the past. I mean, David Webb came back well, for Roberto Di Matteo, came back Hullet. for the Champions League. Rude Hullet. Yeah. Uh, but you know, how often do we see them after they've been sacked? You don't see them very often down the club. No. You know, and I That's think what that, I'm saying. It affects the relationship one way or another. Yeah. 
And I, I, does Frank want to jeopardise that? I don't I, know. I think, I think eventually he must want the job, mustn't he? But maybe you, a, a couple well, of years I, from now, I, I He'd probably have to fight JT for it, because, I mean, JT's obviously yeah. doing his badges and, 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 I assume, and learning. I, I assume learning Jody it. Morris would be part of the backroom team. They'd bring him as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, with the, he's, he's, he's Frank's guy, isn't he? Yeah. So, you know, John Terry, I think, is quietly getting on with it in the championship as well and, and doing his thing. So, you know, the two of them are potential managers down the line. Yeah. You know, we've had situations where, you know, yeah. as I say, where former players, John Hollins came in and you know didn't really do a great job ended up being you know somebody that we couldn't wait to get rid of in the end you know very sarry like in the way he played you know very you know had a very you know, you know had a very strong vision for how he wanted to do that was odds with what the play, what the fans wanted to see so you know it's just not as if we haven't been here before no. and i think everybody is so protective of the legacy of frank frank lampard and he's so important to this modern era of football yeah do we want to throw him into the lion's den at this stage I, i'm not sure we do even though part of me emotionally wants to i, I think part of it's the, the english players isn't it don't you think part of it is because they think Lampard and uh, Jody Morris will bring will play all those young players. Well, they have a derby, haven't they? They'll play Hudson Odoi. They'll get Mason Mount back, and they'll play all the English young the guys came through the youth academy. Don't I think that's why they? Another reason the fans want Lampard is because they think he'll give those guys a a chance. Well, you look at what he's done at Derby. You know, we've seen some development there. Mason Mount, for me, it's a shame he got injured when he did because he's been out for three months, hasn't he? Yeah, but he looks a decent player. I mean, they're seventh in the in the uh, in the Skybet Championship, uh, Derby County on sixty points. I mean, they're only think... about two points on the off, off six. Seven, oh, uh, they're only about a couple of points off Bristol City, aren't they? Well, uh, yeah, Bristol City are on sixty-two. Mm. The fourth place is seventy, so they've got you know they've got ten points to make up to get any chance of yeah. getting in the playoffs. I mean, Norwich City are twenty-four points ahead at the top. So you know, Derby haven't had, they've not had a great season. Mm, they've right. had a, they've had a bit of a kind of Leicester season, but you know, when you see what the resources had to work with, you don't you don't know. I mean, I don't know that in and outs of the uh, politics also, of the championship. first ever managerial job, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, mid-table. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not, right. I mean some people not even are starting in non-leagues top or starting third. in Division 2. So 24 teams in the championship, yeah. so top third. I mean, I yeah. think you could, you could say that's pretty good. All right, well, well, we'll come back and talk more in a second and catch up on any further thoughts on the games we've just seen. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. So, yes, what else did we learn about Brighton? We, we, Christensen had a, a nice, quiet game. I like it when he has a quiet game. Well, I like it when any of our defenders have a quiet game. Yeah. They, they, they didn't really threaten at all, did they, Brighton? No, I, I think there were one one chance they, they uh, didn't. Wasn't there? I think, he, I think the, the guy just got, got ahead of the back line, didn't he, and made a mess of it. Uh, just a, a ball over the top. But otherwise, that was it, I think. Um, but Christensen... I think he needs to be played to get confident. It's that catch twenty two, isn't it? Yeah. Because you know, like occasionally in the past, he got caught making that sideways pass near his own penalty area and got punished for it. This game, you know, he was he was confident, and Bryant weren't quite as sharp as some of the other teams we're playing, and he was able to play the ball out from the back and get into his stride. I think he, yeah. you know, it's, it's a catch twenty two. He needs more time to get better at doing it, but then he's not being picked. It for our first team, is it, in the big games? This, this goes back to this, if you're good enough, you're good enough. You know, and I think uh, last season under Conte, when Christensen was played to death, and was kind of flogged to death, he looked great. But since he came back under Sarri, he's, he's had a mistake in him. And in a lot yeah. of games, he's had a serious mistake in him. And I think that there's only so often you can go on and say, if you have this serious mistake, when, you, when, when games are down to like one goal, when it's a one goal difference, <laughs> yeah. can we afford to let you make mistakes and lose three points? It's, mm. If you're good enough, you're good enough. Now, Rudiger and Louise 
have been good enough this season. Mm. So, you know, you're really putting Christiansen why? Why are you putting him in if these two guys are good enough? Uh, you know, you've, is it development? And if it is development, are you prepared to sacrifice games for that? Because it's one thing putting a midfielder in, it's another thing putting a centre-back in. Mm. And I think, the, you know, it's a difficult decision to come in and make a mistake in. Yeah, it's, it, but it's also been a bit... For me, Rudiger has gone off the boil in the last few weeks. Not to the extent that he's... Costing us games, though. No, no, no. But I mean, and, and not, it's not being as good. I think is what you. Yeah, mean. yeah. he's he's he, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's gone off the boil. Yeah. He is not at the same level. But, I he's, don't but think. my point is, he's not. He's not in a position where he might cost us a game by no, no, playing no. a stupid pass. Well, or, although he does have that foul in him, the one that looks as though he's falling over yeah. and takes a man down. <laughs> he does that quite. He's done that quite. The a few slide times. tackle. That was a staple in the seventies and eighties. Come on, he's just no, he channeling Chopper Harris. But when he's running with a player, he does that thing when he knows he can't quite catch him. He looks as though he's just lost his footing and manages to collide with the player and take them out of the game. Right. It, it, I think it's quite calculating. But, you know, the, the person I really am curious about in the back four, though, that night is Emerson. I, I think that kid's done everything right any time he's appeared, and I think he gets better and better. Well, I, I, every time he's appeared, I'm not sure. I think he's had a couple of off games where he's looked, Ish. you know, he hasn't looked at a particular upgrade on Alonso. That's the thing. I don't think we've ever seen him really tested in defence. We know he can go forward, but Alonso yeah. can go forward. We know he can cross, but Alonso can go, and Alonso hasn't crossed very well this season, but we know he can. Um, I think he's classy. I think he, he's, he's uh, somebody who sticks to the game plan. I think he's pacey, pacier than yeah. Alonso. I mean, that's one of the criticisms of Alonso is that he's slower. There's lots to like about Emerson. Is he a massive grade up upgrade on Alonso? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I think they're sort of interchangeable, which is what he's been doing, isn't yeah. he? Uh, I, I think you're right. He does look classy on the ball and all that. I agree. Do you know what I mean, he's got this class and, and he's, he's got a bit of pace, but but it's weird with Alonso. I mean, you know, last season Alonso was 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 had some amazingly good games wing for back. us, but this, yeah, exactly. Different system. Wing back. Yeah, different you're right, and and you know, Alonso still maybe even on the free kicks, Alonso's not getting involved as much this year. Last year he scored some really important free kicks as well, but I think Emerson looks more of a left back than Alonso. If that's your point, I think yeah. he looks more comfortable in a back four. Absolutely, yeah. that, that's what I, that's what I mean. He is, and he's able to switch to working out when he can go for it. Alonso just basically spends most of his time <laughs> half because I mean, he's, he's a like, wing back. He was like Dan Petrescu used yeah, to yeah. be in in the fact that well, I don't really want to go into our half. So yeah, I, I like him. It's like comparing. I tell you what, it's like comparing Albert Ferrer and Dan Petrescu. Albert Albert <laughs> Ferrer, everyone knows his name. Albert Ferrer was a great. You know, uh, fullback. Yeah. You know, whereas Petrescu was a was a was a was a, out know, and out. a yeah. an out and out wingback. So you know, it's like comparing those two. Really, I mean, in this particular system, Emerson is probably the wiser choice. But Alonso does give you that little bit of something. You know, you know that in a big game, Alonso could score a goal, yeah. could create an assist, could do something. He's just done it over and over. I haven't seen Emerson have that little bit of magic yet. So. No, I, my point being about Alonso, he doesn't seem to have provided that much this season. You hate Alonso? No, I don't. I like him. I think he's a fantastic player. But I, I'm watching a player struggling to cope with maybe a system, maybe other stuff that's going on. I don't know. He is not the well, same Well, he's been player. getting some grief, haven't he, after the, the car crash that he was involved in that unfortunately led to the death of a young woman. That You know, he's been getting, you know, sort of some barracking or banter yeah, from the, from the opposition. I don't know whether that's got inside his head a little mm, bit. I mean, that I was, will all, Yeah, anything off the pitch like that will always happen. Yeah, but. so I, we don't know. That might, that might be something to do. He's so 
certainly not been the same player this year. I, I think it's a systemic thing rather than a than a mental thing. But I, I agree but, with you. But, but, but Kerry, what do you th- uh, well, both guys. What, what, I mean, if we can't, if they manage to stop us signing anybody in the next two windows, are, are we going to bring people back in off loan? <laughs> I, I don't think there'll be any choice. You, you, I, I think Pulisic was one of those buys because they knew something was up. I think they bought him and they thought he'll be a very useful player to have. The rest of it, that's what I'm saying. This is where Sarri or whoever is there will have to change the relationship with the fans and, and start introducing some of the younger players. I, I agree with Kerry. I don't think we've got any choice. The Pulisic thing, I think, is, is, is interesting. I'm not even going to give... Uh, credit Chelsea with that foresight. They bought him for the American market. Yeah. You know, they TV bought, market, they bought him strategy. Shirts. They Shirts. bought him as part of their global marketing yeah. strategy. Now, a yeah. good player, I'm not going I mean, if you, you know, where's a, you know, where's a blue shirt? My attitude is he gets one free clap off of me when he comes on the pitch. <laughs> Everyone, every, every other one he's got to earn. You know, now if he earns those claps and that, that applause, yeah, then yeah. Oh, great for it. If, we, if we've ended up with an amazing yeah, yeah. player, then that's fantastic. You know, I think that, you know, if, if, if we've ended up with, with, you know, with, with someone that's going to add real quality to the team, that's brilliant. I, I, I think the motives behind signing that particular player yeah, were commercial yeah. rather than creative. But he's supposed to play in the hazard role, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, that's an I, ask. Yeah, well, quite. But. That's an ask. Okay, so here's my theory is what will happen i think hazard will go hudson adoy will stay i think the club will gamble on going we're prepared to let you go free next year if we don't satisfy your needs and demands and hand hudson adoy the number 10 shirt and go okay you've got one season to prove it if we can't buy anybody and we've got to be looking at thinking about Perhaps getting back Mason Mount, getting back Tammy Abraham, getting Pulisic in, uh, playing Loftus-Cheek. It's a different dynamic. And that's where Chelsea could survive and move into the next phase of, of Chelsea yeah, future. Okay. I, I, I'm going... My, my, my head tells me Hudson-Odoi's off because the, the, the drumbeat from Bayern Munich is just too loud. That, that's my view on it. And the fact that he put a transfer request in, you know, which sours my view of him a little bit. But, but I understand it from pragmatic reasons. Here's what I want to happen. I want Hudson Doy to stay. I want him to get the number 10 shirt. I want him to, be, to become the fulcrum of our creative play for years mm. to come. I think Hazard is gone. I'm not that bothered about it. You know, if, if, if he wants to, if, he's, if he loves and it's his dream and blah, 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 let him go. I don't want any players that are not fully committed to Chelsea mm-hmm. Football Club. I'd like to change the manager. I don't believe in this manager. I just simply don't. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm I'd, love to, I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to be someone who said, give him another year. I can't watch another season of football like that. I don't think it's going to dramatically improve. So I don't know who's going to come in, but somebody who's going to embrace the youth policy and play Christensen and RLC and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah. And I'd love to think that the court of, uh, of sporting arbitration where we have taken the appeal process yeah. for this transfer ban will come back to us and say, well, hang on a minute, you gave Real Madrid and you gave Quite. Barcelona and you gave PSG yeah. a window to we sort it out before this. we yeah. ban them. Yeah. So therefore, on precedent, we're going to do the same with you. And I think that will happen. I think we'll buy some players in the summer. That's my view of it. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think that's a, a rounded view. And if any of that works out, I'd be happy. How about you? How is your the same. future for Chelsea the same? That would be ideal, have a window. But but we do seem to... We never. What we don't seem to have done the last couple of years, we can't seem to identify a really good centre-forward and buy them since Drogba, have we? Well, OK, maybe not Drogba, maybe Costa, but since Costa, we just don't seem to have got a centre-forward that's... I'm loving, had, I'm loving Jimenez at Wolves. 
I mean, I'm looking at Jimenez and just thinking, why aren't we, you know, why yeah. aren't we talking to him? He's brilliant. Well, what did I say to you today? You know, uh, there are players, and, and where's he from? He's Mexican. He's Mexican. He? he wears the mask, yeah. the wrestling mask. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're but, doing it with none of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, but it's true, though. We don't, we tend to always want to go to somewhere else in Europe and get some st- well, star we're, we're looking, that's about 30. Don't, we don't seem to go for people. Well, Icardi is the one that's always constantly linked with us. You know, but he's he a looks, complete... He, he does look trouble like, he does look like he's, he's complete trouble. I don't mind that. If he bangs in 30 goals a season, he can be as much trouble as he wants, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I don't care. But, you know, he seems to be the one we're linked with. I don't know. I mean, there is a dearth of quality strikers who might be available. That's the thing. Yeah. Tammy you know. Abraham? Well, you know my view on Tammy. Yeah. I don't think he's an elite striker, but, you know, I, I may be completely wrong. And if I am wrong, I'd be happy to be. It'd be great if we I could think find out. Surely they'd get him back and at least put him on the bench. But at least, then this they? comes back to if you're good enough, you're good enough. Mm. This whole kind of, well, let's see if we find out. Then we sacrifice well, five games. It's like, mm. I'm not prepared to do that with a player that I don't think is good enough. Hold on. But you have, you have been prepared to do that. With because who? Hudson Adoy. I thought you he was going, good enough. You didn't think he was good enough at the start it's of the season. It's not true. Yeah, it is true. It's not. Go and listen back to the podcast. It's not true. What I said to... was, what I said was, he needs careful handling and he shouldn't play every game. And if we bring him in, you know, then, then, then he can develop over a period of time, is what I said, which is kind of what everybody said, right? I do think he's good enough now, and he should be getting yep. a start, and if he doesn't play him, then there's something really weird going on, because he's proven he can. But at the beginning of the season, to stick an 18-year-old kid in, you know, ahead of World Cup winners like, you know, William yep. and Pedro, um, or, or certainly in Pedro's case, and, you know, it, it just seemed like an odd decision. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think you're right, he, he sprang, I mean, that game against Forrest, where he took them apart, then they both assist yeah. for both goals we've been two nil. I mean that was a particular part of the season from then on you start to see him doing that and he went on as you said these, these nine involved in nine goals in the last nine games or whatever you know in that form he should be getting in now yeah, but I agree he, he wasn't doing that at the start of the season it was a bit early for him I agree with that it was good to see him uh, you know have a, have a great game against the Premier League side like Brighton because you know those, you just said it Nottingham Forest Mulvidi Barte Barazov yeah. you know I mean a lot of these FA Cup teams I mean that's fine and we can see his talent but I think you know all of us knew that in those games he's so far ahead yeah. of where your average 18 yards you sh- he should be given a chance at the beginning of the season I think it was hard to make a case yeah. for giving him I, a I regular starting yeah. plot that, that was my point yeah. yeah well he started off as a league cup player yeah. and has evolved and he's evolved and quite quickly that, that's what development's all about isn't absolutely. it absolutely and you have to remember he's a and I always said that as well you're 18 years old you cannot call the shots as soon as we let 18 year olds start calling the shots at our football club or their agents or their representatives we're in trouble so something had to be done to turn around and say we will develop you at our pace not what the pace you want I agree with that yeah but I think now with the time he's getting now if they can keep playing him that frequently he should be willing to stay next season case is proven there's absolutely no doubt that he's good enough now yeah, but there are some interesting players that come back. I see you've got a list. I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, the yeah, players that you've identified. I can't find my own list yet. Well, no, but you're right. Actually, they're saying that this, um, of course, they say Aino, you know. Uh, Oliver Aino, yeah. Yeah, they're saying he's playing well at the moment. Reese, you know, and Reese, yeah, he's Reece the one. Well I think. Yeah, they're saying that he's playing, yeah, both things, because I've been looking, yeah, you're right, at Wigan, they're saying that those two could, and they're both young players. And this is yeah. Rhys James, the right back, yeah, yeah. who's um, yeah. you know who's, who's smashing it in the championship. Apparently, yeah, don't that's know, what not, they're don't, Haven't really followed Olerena. What is? I mean, he's been doing well, has he? Yeah, apparently Torino. They're saying he's having a really good season. Yeah, and then obviously backup wise, they're saying which Zuma's still a Chelsea player. I mean, you know, he's, he's he wouldn't be first choice, would he, Zuma? But he is playing Everton. 
No, no, Zuma. Oh, Kurt Zuma. Zuma. I mean, well, he played he, really well yesterday. Well, I mean, they're he, saying that he is playing, you know, in the Premier League still. So he, you know, as to bring in to give us. I mean, I know we've got Ampadu as well, but you know, a, a really good squad of centre backs that he could come back. Um, I don't think Ampadu's a centre back. We've had that conversation yeah. lots of times, but yeah. But but I think that these two fullbacks you were just talking about. And, but but with Abraham, I tend to agree with you, Kerry, to the extent of at least you could do what we did with Hudson Doyle this season, next season. If Tammy Abraham came back and just played some League Cup games, and then if he's doing the business, start putting him in more. And if he's not doing the business don't, don't, don't get me wrong I'm not I'm, I'm literally I'm really not down on Tammy, Tammy Abraham if he comes back and, and becomes a club legend then of course I'm going to yeah. cheer every single goal I don't want to be right no, no. I just I just yeah. feel in my water that he's just a step below an elite striker and you can say all you want to me that he's banging goals in the in the championship yeah. Patrick, Patrick Bamford was championship player of the year you know there's plenty of you know uh, yeah. uh, Knockart from Brighton was championship player of the year I mean you step up to the Premier League it's a big step up and I just don't think he's necessarily Necessarily at that elite level, but what do I know? I'm just a punter. Well, we, you can't tell, can you? So, yeah. As you say, suck it and see. I mean, if, but if he if he's happy to come back and, and if he'd be happy to do it with a like husband Doyle, don't Abraham to come back and then him start complaining after six months that he's only playing League Cup games. Well, that's here. the that, That's why, unfortunately, I think what would happen is that he would come back and we'd it would be like you know we we we'd, we'd it'd be like the Percy Pigs on a, on a, on a Marks and Spencers. You sound and think, well, I think I'll buy a bag of, I don't really want them, but they're there. So I'll just buy a bag of Percy Pigs and I'll stick them in my pocket and I've got them, but I'm never going to eat them. You know, this is going to sit in my bag forever, but I bought them because I was at the checkout and yeah. I fancied them. And I think there's an element of like, I fancy bringing Tabby, Tammy Abraham back to sit on the bench. Is that fair to Tammy Abraham? No, is that right. fair to our football club? Really? So, Tammy Abraham is point of sale. He's point of sale. He's a bag of Percy Pigs. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Just hope he's but player Tammy, of the season in Tammy, three years. Come Come back and score 20 goals and I'll love you, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's all there for you. Okay, so we should round up because we've got to go. Because we've got, got to a football match. To, we're going to a football match tonight. Are we're you going coming, to... Jeff? Oh, I'm not. Actually, I'm oh, not you thought tonight. about lying there, didn't you? No, I'm not. You no, I didn't. No, no. I was, I was at the Brighton game, as I said. Uh, um, uh, very near the pitch, rather good. But no, no, tonight, no, I'm working, so I'm going back home, but I'm watching it on TV. What's I'm, your job I'm, as in, no, I've been working as in writing. Writing. Oh, writing. Trying to write comedy and. That work. Yeah. But I'm being an impresario. But I'm having to tell you. see you play? But between the... Uh, oh, where am I appearing? That's true. I should be ready to plug a show, shouldn't I? 17th yeah. of April. Uh, Wednesday the 17th, Covent Garden. Inamo. I hope I pronounced it right. It's I-N-A-M-O. Oh, which is, Inamo. Oh, is it called Inamo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. Don't trust Don't trust Just him. off Longacre. Covent Garden. Just 17th off Longacre. And it's a basement room. It's a fantastic gig. I'm in there on the 17th of April, Wednesday. Have you got a website? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Jeffwhiting.com, simple. G E O F F. And then follow, follow you on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Whiting. Jeff Whiting at BA1. Brilliant. Funny man, go and follow him. Right, okay. Turn of funny. What's going to happen tonight? Callum Hudson Adoy, will he or won't he play tonight? West I don't Ham. think he'll start, no, do you? No. I'm going to well. say he's going to start. He won't start tonight. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to start. I don't think he might come as a sub. No, no, I think he's going to start. I'm sure of it. All right. I've got a feeling in my waters. All right. I should go before we get there. Scoreline. Sorry? Scoreline. The scoreline, the scoreline. I never get to go first. I'm going to go Chelsea 2, West Ham 0. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 0 as well. You can't go 2 0 the same. I am. 2 0. Uh, I'm going to go for 2 1 because I just tend to think I'm just not optimistic enough to think we'll have another clean sheet. But I'm going for a win. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that seems... Three wins. We'll take that, won't we? Yeah. It's, it's always a horrible game. There's always one West Ham fan in the middle of everyone going, come on then. <laughs> You know, and asking to be called out in the middle of... The, well, I'm sitting with you tonight in your posh seats. No, they're not posh. Why not? Well, they're not posh. Well, they must be. The West Stand Lower, that's not posh. Isn't it? Well, I'm, yeah, but you've seen where I come from. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll come and sit down for once, as opposed yeah. to well, we normally, risk, we, risk your we, tiny, teeny little legs. Surely we should be uh, taking Declan Rice next. We always take West Ham's best young players, don't we? That's, we started, that's, started uh, at us, didn't we? Exactly. So. Well, we'll take them back, that's what I mean. Yeah. Lampard and all the rest of them yeah. all came yeah. from West Ham. You're not, wrong. You're not wrong. And then Thursday, we, we're back in the Europa League mm. in Slavia Prague away. away. Yeah, is that five thirty? Is it one of those? No, it's an eight o'clock. It's an eight our time. Is yeah. it okay? Yeah. Even though it's in foreign. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, it is. Yeah, I checked it out. It's eight o'clock our time. Yeah, which is handy. Okay. In the evening. You know. Did you see that brilliant uh, Chelsea uh, the, the Chelsea tweet when uh, Chelsea were talking about the details for the Sparta Prague game and Sparta Prague <laughs> tweeted them and went, "Thanks very much for saying that you're playing us, but we're actually the, the better team. You're playing Slavia Prague, who are not quite <laughs> not quite as good as us. But we understand why you would make that mistake. <laughs> totally trolled them. It was brilliant." Oh, fantastic. Well, I think Callum Hudson-Odoi won't start that game. So what's the score going to be? I think he will start that game. And I think think that he will, I think we'll smash them. I think we'll smash them 3-0 away from home. I'm going to be 2-0. I'm going to go for 4-0. That's just ludicrous, Kerry. Amazing. It's ludicrous. She's made that up with no thought at all. Oh, what? And yours was an algorithm, was it? (laughs) It was. I've I've looked at my spreadsheet. It was a carefully calculated guess. I've I've, I've looked at my spreadsheet and I've I've cross-collateralised all the numbers from the last 15 years and it's 3-0, not 4-0. That's just stupid. Okay, foolish me. (laughs) Oh, if if we get 4-0, I'm going to be straight on that taste. And then finally, just the little matter of upsetting... Premier League contenders on Our cup Sunday. final. It's our cup final, Kerry. And, and it's our cup final because if we stop <coughs> Liverpool winning the league, that'd do me for the season. And again It'll, it'll absolutely well. do me for the season. You know my views on Liverpool. You know, I can't be doing with Liverpool at all. If we stop them winning the league, I'll celebrate it like, like us winning the league. Would you have a nice big non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> <laughs> several, one of those, one several. Of those zero alcohol beers. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll do that. I think we'll win that two one. Nice. I think one nil. It'll be a nail biter. They'll they'll throw everything at us in the last five minutes and we'll hold out. Like we did against City, remember a couple of years back? Yeah. You know, we beat one nil away. Exactly. I'm, I'm going for a Watford. We're going to go two nil down and win three two. Right. That is optimistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that another crazy one? <laughs> that's that's yeah. Not as stupid as four nil, but quite crazy. Really. Well, I'd have thought it was more stupid. It's quite, anyway. it's quite stupid. Okay, thanks very much. Well, okay, well, from my stupidity, we must leave this room. I hope you're right. Yeah. I know, I hope you're right. Don't be wrong. I hope I, you're right. I think it's going to be win, win, win this week. I hope so. I think, you know, it feels like I really, really enjoyed the game against Brighton. I hope. I just want to go and enjoy games. That's yeah. all I want to do. You know? I did. It's one of those rare games where about the last 20 minutes, we thought we've definitely won this now. We can just enjoy it. Whereas yeah. half the time we're, we're, we're sweating on one nil leads. Exactly. Or, or even nil nil. I'll tell you what. You will not enjoy it. This is my prediction. If Kovacic and Pedro start, you're not going to enjoy it tonight. You might be right. So we'll see. But I think Callum will start tonight. <sighs> there we go. All right. Well, thanks very much. Let's Thank get you. down a bridge. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you all next week. And thanks, Jeff. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for having me. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.